Bonjour, welcome to another live stream edition of Café de René. James here, joined once again by the star of the show, Mr. René Dupree. René, we've got a returning friend of the show coming today. Madames et messieurs, je vous souhaite la bienvenue au Carnival. And the best part about my guest, he understands exactly what I said. <laughs> the Red Dog, Rodney, what's going on, my brother? Not much, man. Good to see you guys and great to be back on the show, man. Yeah. So um, tell me, man, I saw a picture. It was in San Antonio. You, Jazz, and the family all went to that AEW show, man. How was that? Yeah, man, it was good. You know, good to see some of the guys. We uh, had a chance to run into quite a few people that from back in the day, and it was, you know, good to relive some of the memories. Yeah. Good to get back and watch the show. And that's that's like, you know, really uh, odd for me. I'm sure you feel the same way. I'm not too used to sitting there watching other people. Right. It's like, right. well, yeah. <laughs> Did they announce you to the live crowd and put you guys over and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which oh, cool. Really cool of them, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, shit, we already got people wanting to ask you questions. But before we do that, um, your school's still running, right? Dog Pound Dojo. It is. We're doing pretty good. Um, We've got about, I was uh, telling the buddy, about 25, 20 to 25 students consistently. And nice. A couple of them. One of them has uh, made his debut for uh, NWA and has worked a couple of shows for a guy by the name of Soda Pop Hendrix. Okay. Okay. And now, are you still doing stuff? You and Jazz still doing stuff with NWA when they run? Yes. Yes, we we, we are. Awesome. Jazz. Like wrestling or agenting? Jazz agents, and I'm still clanging and banging. <laughs> Dude, that's the thing we we're talking about. Me and James, like, once it's in your blood, man, like, you can't give it up. It's just, right. It's the ultimate addiction, right? I but, tried to give blood, donate blood, but <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got too much pro wrestling in there. They won't accept it. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to some of these questions, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you, uh, Colin. Uh, Colin just says uh, he's been a big fan of yours since 2003 in his elementary school years. Well, Ronnie, you first got brought up in 2002, right? I think you were doing stuff with Cena, right? Yes. Yeah. I uh, made the, the debut, I think it was 2002, right, with with, uh, with Cena. So he was with um, Bull Buchanan, right? I think they called him B-Square or some shit. Yes, sir. Yes, that sir. Was it? Was it you three, or did he like take off, and it was just you and Cena? Uh, no, it was it was those two guys, and they brought me in to take him out. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, mm. I actually did a run in. Uh, Dude, him. you took him out, and then when you debuted on Raw, you took out D'Lo. Right. <laughs> hey. For a while, it was kind of like a rib. The guys, you know, when I get to the building, the guys would walk down the hall. <laughs> and like, I hope I'm not in my mat tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, that's funny. That was some heat, <laughs> right? We got we got another one here. Is that Cock Lesnar? Tony Atlas. That's some good stuff right there. Oh shit, <laughs> Renee. Rene Dupree, long time no see. Congratulations on the newfound popularity. 
Ahoo, ahoo, ahoo. Oh, your grammar is as bad as mine, Tony. Um, <laughs> dude, there was some like thing on Twitter, I guess, going viral. Like it was like a Happy New Year's from Tony Atlas, and it's like a video of him getting the shit kicked out of him, some girl like punching him in the face and walking on his face. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, he likes it. Yeah, it was on Twitter. I, I don't have the Twitter anymore. I got rid of it. It's too toxic for me. So I just saw it. So, other than that, um, are you working much like uh, independence or are you just concentrating mostly on the school? Yes, I'm uh, actually been, been uh, knock on wood, pretty busy uh, with the independence. I've got one tomorrow. Thankfully, it's only a couple of miles from the house, but yeah. Yeah, those are the best, man. When you can drive like 10 minutes up the road, you're back in, back in bed by like 10 o'clock. Oh, man. Yeah. So, go ahead, James. Yes, sorry, uh, Radley, something I want to ask you, and you was obviously you're still part of NWA. One of the biggest things that happened with NWA lately was Nicoldis leaving. Uh, I don't know how much you can talk about it, but what was your gathering from it? To be honest, man, I really don't know too much about the situation on why he left or, or what went on afterwards. Uh, I just know Nick was a pretty pretty cool guy in the back with us and uh i, I really you know I, I hate that i can't elaborate more on it only because I, I i really don't know much and i'm mm. the person um you know you can actually i kind of always did stick to my to myself and if if it didn't you know involve me i just tried to keep my nose clean and go on about my business so i don't know if that was a uh you know a bad thing with those with between them or not Evidently right. was, I mean, because he left, but I, I, I wish I could elaborate more on that for you. It's like last time we were talking, like that whole roster is like, Christ, 50% OVW alumni, right? Right. And that's another thing why I'm, it's, it's for the first time in my wrestling career, I've actually been very comfortable in yeah. the, because there's like, for me, there's no clicks. Right. It's right, and it's like I know everybody. I'm kind of like uh, they call me Uncle Mac, OG Uncle Mac. You know everybody, nephew over there. So we we kind of know, not kind of, we know everybody back there, and pretty much raised the majority of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. No better feeling than walking to a territory and you know half the guys there already. It's oh man, yes. It's like I remember walking into the WWE locker room and like you're like the new kid in like high school and you're just so scared to step on anybody's toes and right. it's, you know days in the corner whispering and shoo shooing over here and there and it's like uh, right. yeah but me and you me and you should have talked French together me you and Sly piss everybody off right right <laughs> yeah man how oh. Sly hear from him Sly um. Yeah, man, he's still in Florida. I called him once those hurricanes hit to see if he was okay. And I guess the town he lives in in Naples, man, like it looked like a bomb went off. There was you showed me pictures. There's like boats in the middle of the street, and yeah, uh, and a lot of those those people, man, they had really nice houses, but they didn't get like flood insurance, right? Because they were like really inland, so they think, oh, well, we don't need to waste money on flood insurance, but they got really effed over man because yeah, yeah. water reached yeah oh we got another guy here fixed stream bob sorry ronnie oh it's a thing every time he sends a message i gotta put on my shades 
Uh, a pleasure to talk with you, sir. I enjoyed your WWE run. How much of an inspiration was the original Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield, on your character? <laughs> what? We got some... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Uh, not, 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 much. <laughs> not much at all. Oh, <laughs> shit. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. No, was a good man. Man. Right. Who is your favorite comedian? One of mine's Dave Chappelle. How about you? Oh, Dave yeah. and Bernie Mac was pretty much mine. Yes. Uh, Bernie, Bernie Mac. Mac. Yes. Bernie Mac passed away, right? Yes. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah. Damn, that what guy, was it? He's a trip. Dude, uh, you watched Bad Santa? Yes, I did. Yeah. Man, he what an awesome role he played in that as a security guard and he's smoking his cigarettes down to the filter and eating his fucking tangerines. Yeah, man. <laughs> he was the best. Yeah. Well, how's Jazz doing, man? Is she around? Or she uh well she was. No, she somewhere doing something with the girls. I think dropping them off to some dance or something. But she's doing well. Um again, uh working as age agenting a few independent shows and um being an agent at the nwa she's enjoying it yeah oh man yeah. so like let's talk some wrestling news man have you been following like the latest that's going on with like uh vince coming back and leaving and then like uh them planning to sell right a, a little i'm uh, not not deep into it but i have i see yeah. that back and uh, they were talking about what disney and saudi arabia yeah, me and James were talking about yesterday. It's like if they sell to the Saudis, I mean, because they got a lot of backlash, like when like they started doing business with Saudi Arabia going over right. there. So I'm wondering, like, what's going to happen if they sell? Like to sell? Uh, no, man. Um, and I, I just see those other, the other two, climbing the ladder real fast if that happens. The other two climbing the ladder. Who's that? Like AEW. Yeah, like NWA, I, I feel that the product, it's already, you know, and that's just my opinion. Uh, the product isn't, of course, like it was. And again, my opinion, like back in the day when we were there, it right. was, it's like watered down to me. And I think if they're watered down anymore, you right. know. That's yeah. Right. But that's the thing, right? They plan on selling, and rumor is they want to go back private. I think the reason why it's so watered down, because when you're publicly traded, you got to like, Watch, Watch your right? yeah, exactly. so that's that might be a thing. Like, okay, well, let's go. Uh, and the thing with AEW, it's like I don't think they're going away anytime soon. I think that's right. right. not just a great big fan of it, but at the same time, it, I'm like you, I don't think they're going nowhere. No, and oh. hey man, if the guys can go there and make a living, I mean, they gave yeah. guys like Jake the Snake a, a you know, a second chance and make a living and Billy Gunn man he's like almost 60 and he looks better than ever and I was just right I saw him the other day close I'm like oh my god man yeah he looks, unreal he looks 40 yeah and yeah. now they're doing now they're doing this thing was it called James a scissor me or some shit oh uh, yeah scissor me daddy scissor me daddy <laughs> yeah. like the dumbest like shit this. But, <laughs> it's over whatever. but I mean like like a rejuvenation on his career and he's, fuck man it's like it's almost like the new suck it right right oh. good for him man and if anybody do it he can yeah man what an athlete right uh, I've got another question here uh, Pokemon trainer any memories of working Budokan February 
That's, were you in Japan 2005 at the Budokan, Ronnie? Yes, I, I was. I, I, yeah. Sure. How did you like working in Japan, dude? Oh, I loved it, man. Yeah. Uh, it was actually I worked. I I I think it was with the uh, Bart. It was Bart Bart and Chuck. Oh, Bart, Billy and Chuck. No, no, it was Bart Gun. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, Chuck Palumbo and myself, Bart Gun and uh, Umaga. And and somebody else, I, I I don't really remember, but yeah, I had a chance to work with Bart there. So, oh, was was Bart still with All Japan at that time, and they brought him on just for the show, or? Uh, brother, I have no no idea. I know I remember doing a six man, and okay. uh, involved in it. The first time I've ever met him, actually. That's another. Like when you meet them, what a big guy, right? Oh, yes, they're just so deceptively big. I mean, there's uh, those guys are, are big, like from head to toe. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. a big old guy. Yeah. yeah, he had a really, really good run in all Japan, like mm. post WWF. He was over there for years, and I'm thinking, like, because I don't think I remember him coming in with his. With a tag partner, I guess it was a guy who was tagging with in all Japan. They came in for a dark match. I remember seeing them like these guys look like superstars, man. But they didn't, right. they didn't get hired. I don't know what the hell, but right anyway. Oh, such a cool cat, too, man. Is he really? Yeah, he's such a good guy. Yeah, I know he came back for the uh, I think it was one of those raw reunions, and then like tragically, like the next day, I think his son passed away from oh my being God. electrocuted. Oh, yeah, wow. like fuck, man. So, other than that, do you keep in touch with uh, anybody in New York, like the agents or anything? No, man. The only guy I really speak to on a regular basis is Teddy Long. For real? Yeah. How's Teddy doing? And Teddy's doing good, man. Um, and the reason for that, he works with – he actually helps us out with, with our uh, company here, Dog Pound Championship Wrestling. And we have a sister company called Texas Style Wrestling. Oh. And he, me and Jazz booked for that show as well. Oh, shit. Cool. Uh, the thing about Ron and Jazz, man, they are pro wrestling. Well, we appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. 110%. Uh, I don't know if I asked you last time, Rodney. Um, you had the tag one with uh, Chris Narinsky. Right. Yeah, what was he like? Because you said uh, we're tagging for a bit, and I think you had a feud with like the uh, Dudleys, and I think you won on the yeah, you won on the pay per view actually. Yeah, uh, Bad Bloods. Um, I think it was the night you became tag champs actually, Renee, two thousand three. Bad Bloods. Yeah, yeah, it was Bad Blood, right? Uh, but yeah, Nowinski's man, he's he's a great guy. We got along really, really well. Um, I think I'm the one that kind of blew the whistle on him when he got he was really screwed up and uh. Like physically, I remember walking um, down the hall and I saw him leaning on the wall. And uh, I always make a joke about how white he is anyway. But that, <laughs> yeah. he was extra white. He was extra pale, <laughs> you know. And I was like, man, what's wrong with you? And he, he didn't feel too, you know, he wasn't feeling well. But I think that's what started that concussion thing. Uh, he was right. right. And, uh, yeah, I think I kind of blew the whistle on him. I went and told the trainers and uh, – one thing led to another, but I enjoyed working with Chris. It, it was, it was, you know, so different because of, uh, and I mean in the angle, what we were doing, because I was so anti-white people. And this, yes. the whitest guy. The whitest guy. <laughs> yeah, the whitest guy, yeah. <laughs> Harvard graduate. 
Yeah, yeah. yes. But no, he's a great guy, man. Enjoy. Yeah. I haven't spoke to him in a while. Been a good while. Yeah. No, all that stuff he's done for the concussions and, you know, exposing the truth about just how dangerous, you know. I, that's one thing, man. Did you ever get a lot, your bell rung a lot? Yes, I did, mm -hmm. especially in football. And I never forget, Chris, to, um, I remember before he started that, he told me that he would. He was like, man, I, you know what, Rodney? I'm going to write a book on concussions. And he started talking about football and whatnot. Right. And then more into wrestling with us taking chair shots and whatnot. But right. yes, I, 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 I have. And uh, I'm not going to lie. It was like maybe last six or seven years ago, I really was, my bell was really wrong. And I really started thinking like, man, I must have this CTE shit bad because it was, it was really bad for me. I forget just, you know, random stuff. Just, yeah, oh. it, it was working on me bad for a while. Dude, have you ever been cooking food and forget that you're cooking? I'm um, serious. There's things like that. Yeah. Right. I set my keys down. I swear to God, find them. And it's right there. I look and look and look. It's like, damn. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I, I would like, you know, because I cook food and stuff. And like, I, I remember, and it still happens to this day. I'll be cooking rice and then you fucking, and then all of a sudden the thing's bowling over and it's like, oh shit. I promise you know it's I mean? so ironic that you use cooking because that happens to me a lot. Yeah. Just, it's not, just, I, I promise you yesterday I had to call, I was in Walmart and I had to call Jazz and because I forgot I had some rice cooking. <clears throat> but it, that happens to me quite a bit. Dude. So many times, man, I'll I'll leave the house and I'll turn around because I, I'm worried about did I leave the burners on? Boy, that is crazy because that happens to me a lot. I'm telling you, and we did. I do, I do the same thing, man. Same I left. Thing, right? uh, yes. Yeah, and my wife's always like, "Did you put? Did you turn the burner off? Did you put out your cigarette?" It's you know what I mean. So so many times I'll turn around and come back just to double check because God, don't know if I did or didn't. That's so true. Right. Yeah, man. We got some more questions for you, bud. Uh, yeah, a few's coming. Uh, Mr. Krogan, thank you. Uh, Chuck Palumbo was underrated big guy. Any stories? Uh, no, he's another guy that I, I, I love, Chuck. He was a very good good person, or good to be around. And yes, that was a big that was a big guy as well. Very yeah. athletic. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. He was huge, man. And uh, I feel, of course, he was underutilized as well. But uh, yes. Super talented too. Like I'm not talking wrestler. I'm talking like he makes custom like motorbikes and stuff. And like, right. yeah, he also yeah. owned what construction company as well. Yeah, yeah. like That's he right. can yeah. Like, build his own house by himself. Like right. shit, man. I wish I could do that kind of stuff. <laughs> 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 I can't even build a fucking snowman, bro. Uh, Wonder another one here. Anything? Oh, sorry. What was that? I said, have you guys heard anything about Chuck? I've, I've had, it's been a long time. I hadn't heard. Nah, man. I think <laughs> last I heard, didn't he have his own reality show or something like custom bike? I, uh, I, I interviewed him about 18 months ago. Okay. Yeah. A great guy. Um, he's got a YouTube channel. I was putting over Like, uh, Rodney said, he, uh, buys homes. Like he's got himself and like a team and they do up homes and flip uh, them. Oh, right. Also, yeah, so, his own YouTube channel? Yeah, um, what do you call it? I've, I'm going to have to message him to invite him, actually. But, yeah, he's got his YouTube channel, and I think he buys homes. He, Him and the team goes in, deck it, you know, 
rip it out and put everything. And I don't know if he flips them or he keeps them or what, but that's what he's been doing anyway. But um, I'll have to message him one day, invite him. Yeah, I'd love to talk about his time in Japan, especially. Uh, <laughs> here's a fun question. Big <laughs> straight. Which armed forces branch was Mac a militant for? Fuck yeah, let's talk about that, man. Man, that's not that's not true. <laughs> okay, let's not talk about it. <laughs> no, I don't know where they get that from. I've never been in the military at all. No? No, nah. sir. Oh, they're probably talking about... What's the theme song. Saying? No, I think he means the, fa- the theme song. You know, it's the Mac Militant. Militant. Come on and get it on. The, okay. the entrance song. I think it on Wikipedia they said I was in the Marines or something like that. All right. Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking about... Wasn't there a Chili Willy Mac? There's a Chili Willy. There was oh, okay. W. Right. A guy, he, he, and he was there. And he was in the military. Chili Willy was. Right, right. They had he, signed him, right? To, and he was an OVW, but they wanted him to, like, be a character about his military stuff and, like, cut promos and, like, his PTSD, man. He couldn't do it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. I didn't know that. I'm glad right. you took I didn't know that, man. That's, uh, about, did you ever go do like the tribute of the troop show? Did you do one of those? No, no, I did. I, I had, I did mine in 2004. We flew to like Afghanistan or Iraq or whatever. Right. How was that? <laughs> oh wow. man. Well, number one, I had a broken nose and a major concussion, right. and then uh, we flew right. It was in Nashville, the SmackDown taping. Then we flew directly over there. And um, we went into the chow hall, right? And I ate some, like, beef patties. And I don't know what type of spice, if it was undercooked or what type of spice they put into it, man. But let's just say I didn't get off the toilet the whole time I was there. It was a shitty trip, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I've always wanted to experience that, not the shitty part, but... <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Looking back, it was kind of a humbling experience, and like I don't regret going at all. I heard that, yeah. But I was the heel, man. I was kind of scared because I heard the anti fucking American guy with the French flag in front of a bunch of dudes with guns and tanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did have a bad experience with that nine one one. I was actually flying to Africa, and we no stopped Cairo when they bombed the twin towers. And I was the only American on the plane. No oh, shit. Yeah, man. That was I'm getting the goosebumps now. Yeah. I remember so, keep oh, going. Yeah. Sorry, no, keep going. <clears throat> yeah, I remember like when when the plane land, uh, landed, everybody on the plane got up and you know they started that la 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 shit. And I was like, oh my God. And everybody just like turned and looked at me. And I was like, oh fuck. I remember when I walked off the plane, there was like two kids. I had to have been like 14 and 15 years old with some fucking machine guns and they were just eyeballing me hard. They took my passport and I didn't get it back for like 18 hours. Oh, I was shit in my pants. Wow. Yeah. So, so where, where, where it, it, it took your passport? Where, where did they put you in a hotel or what? Yes, and I was I was there for like it was like 24 hours. But yeah. And I was, man, yeah, that, that was a very, very scary experience. I remember calling my parents, and uh, I, I pretty much was just my last goodbye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, 
So were you flying to Africa for like a gig? Yes, it was an independent show for an, uh, for for some some uh, uh, Indian Africa, and uh, we I ended up working in Africa. I was there for six weeks. Uh, yeah, in, in uh, South Africa, Durban and Johannesburg, and we also worked in a, a island called uh, the island of Mauritius. Wow. Yeah, yeah, the whole time, and that was during the day. We landed in Cairo as that happened, and yeah. I was surrounded by those people. They were, you know, laughing and making fun and jokes and shit. I really, literally thought I wasn't coming back home. Wow. So, so I imagine these guys. So, like, they were happy that the towers got bombed. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I hadn't even, I, I, I had no idea right. that's going on because I was right. already in the air. Right. And then news came over on the plane, and I was like, "What?" I, it was like watching a movie. I didn't believe that shit was real. Right, right. And we landed because they, they were real quiet on the plane. Nobody said a word. Right. So I'm thinking, I'm like, is this a fucking movie or what is what? The? And then when I landed, the shit got real. Wow. <laughs> it got real, bro. Right. Yeah, uh, man. Crazy. I got my parents too, dude. Man. I was in a 11th grade or 12th grade French, 12th grade French class when that happened. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Got some more questions. Yep. Um, Gee, thank you. Uh, Rodney, whilst back in the Mac, did Teddy Long ever try selling you Fiagra? By all accounts, he was a blue chew before blue chew. Holla, holla. Oh, my God. I remember those days, but no, he didn't. <laughs> I remember went to wrestler's court and whatnot over that stuff. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, tell us. Was oh, man. Thing, yeah, uh, I think he went to wrestlers court, but yeah, he was uh, yeah, that was a big thing. I remember, dude, like when we had those um, uh, you know, the talent meetings before TV or whatever, right? And I think it was Johnny going through like the the, I think it was after Eddie died, maybe, and they were really hitting hard with the drug testing and stuff and like different stuff we had to get tested for. And Teddy uh, raises his hand, and he goes, "What about Viagra?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like an interview on YouTube with Teddy and he's talking about how he sold uh, Big Vis some Viagra and he would just take them in the locker room and pop <laughs> Viagra <laughs> what the hell <laughs> shit that's funny oh man um, Rene Dupree's French white flag <laughs> What's up, boys? Just wanted to tell Rodney Mack I loved the Fuggin' and Buggin' group with him, Teddy Long, and Chris Narinsky. I still love the theme song, Mac Militant. Oh, that's my, that was the guy I was talking about, your theme song. Okay. Yeah, appreciate it, buddy, man. Thanks for the support, my man. Yeah, that was the white boy challenge where you kicked the shit out of all the white guys on the roster, right? Boy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a trip, man. What <laughs> Because they would bring in some job boys for you too, right? In this yes, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, the majority of those guys ended up working. What was that Spirit Squad or something? Oh, for real? Oh, right. Yeah, a couple of those guys. I think Kenny, Kenny was one we did when uh, him and his brother we did the white, the double white ball challenge. Okay. Him and a bro, bro, yeah. Him and one. Ken Dome, man, he's like an agent. He's a producer backstage now. Right. Right. Yeah. He was a good worker, though. Uh, yes, he was. He yep. was. 
Yeah. Those guys were like, man, 18 years old or something. Like that. They oh, were, yeah. Yeah, because he was about two years younger than me. And I was there when I was, you know, 19, 20. And he came shortly after. So, yeah, he was, yeah, young. Yeah, good guys. Yeah. Uh, this one, Fixtreme. What's better, Tabasco or Crystal Hot Sauce? Uh, it depends, man. If you want some flavor, Crystal. But if you want to, you, 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 uh, if you want your your tongue burnt, that damn hot sauce. I mean that <laughs> sauce. Yeah, hey, I got Frank Red Hot Red Hot Sauce. You guys get that done down, down yeah, there? Good yeah. Stuff too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I heard I heard stories. Eddie Guerrero used to carry it in his in his garter belt when he went to Japan. Right. <laughs> his belt, and he pull out the Tabasco sauce and put it on everything. Man, I was um. From in Louisiana, I'm I'm, uh, I'm actually like 20 minutes. I was born and raised like maybe 20 to 30 minutes where the Tabasco plant is actually where they make Tabasco sauce. Yeah, I remember hearing a story about Antonio Inoki being on the uh, airplane, like plane to, to Japan. He actually met up with like the president of Tabasco. And he's the one that brokered the deal to bring Tabasco to uh, Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm sure he made some pretty penny off that. I can give Man, the name, the name of that little town is like an island. Well, it's called Pecan Island. No shit. Yeah, it's a real little bitty place. And it, there's nothing there but fucking swamps and alligators and Tabasco sauce. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you need, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Love one here uh, from Brian. Thank you, Brian. Rodney, you're looking jacked, man. Who were the real tough guys in the locker room when you were in the WWF? Oh, thanks, man. I try to stay in the gym. I actually still like doing two-a-days right now. Fuck yeah, yeah man. Gotta Who's stay the toughest there. guy? You're talking one right there, Rodney. <laughs> oh, man. The th what, what was the question about a tough guy, you said? Uh, who was the tough guys in the locker room when you was in WWE? Who was the oh man? There had plenty of guys in there. Did you know of uh, Ron Simmons was still there and uh guys like uh yeah there's there's a list of them man. Back when 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 they and I went there, it's like there were there was some pretty tough cats. Just about, the the whole roster had some tough guys. Well shit, when you were well Brock was there. When right. uh when um you first got to OVW. Was um, Sylvester Turkai there and Ron Waterman? Ron Waterman was still there. Right. Yeah. Um, Sylvester had just, I think he just left. Just left. Yeah. Yeah, but, that guy was like a, a legit, was amateur, like high level. Right. Yeah, there was some, some bad asses back then. Yeah. And Ron Waterman, man, like he was in the UFC, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was just... You can you can tell when a guy like has a presence and you know you don't want to you know mess around with yeah. them. Around. All of those tough guys were the coolest guys to be around. They had self confidence. That's I mean there were always always those guys picking for shit in the back that you gotta like like right. for nobodies I guess I don't mean to say nobodies but try to make a name for themselves. But all of the what you call badasses or whatnot, they were always the quietest ones and the coolest cats to be around. That's it. They were humble and they had self-confidence. It's usually the insecure assholes, would, you know, 
those are the ones that want to play tough, right? Yeah, it's true. Uh, got loads here. Uh, Chuck Carter, thank you. Uh, I don't know why, but I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to see you beat Goldberg. Glad to see you are doing well. <laughs> thank you for the entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, I got to, um, I, I, I have to work. I got a chance to work Bill a few times, and uh, Bill was actually a cool cat, man. Um, he really, the, the one match that everybody saw when he jobbed me out in 10 seconds, he actually didn't want to do that match. He, right. right. He actually told me, he's like, Rodney, don't do it. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Don't do it? You know, what am I going to do? Not do it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, but but he was, uh, he, he always stuck up for me the whole, you know, the, the, the whole time we were out there. And I did have a chance to work him on house shows, not have a match with him, but run-ins with him and whatnot and 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 uh it always was good you know bill was always pretty cool so it never led to like a pay-per-view match or anything right it just no no fit i'll never forget fit used to fight for that he fought for that a lot for me china and honestly man you know i really think that um the fans got screwed out of something right there because i really think bill and i could have had you know, not to say bet, but I think I could have really had one of the better matches with Bill, because yeah, I I, I I dig this style, and it's like you know, not talking shit, but I wasn't scared of him by any means. So I I, I would have you know, I'd have brought some shit to him, and I think at that time nobody would have. They, they right. weren't were a little intimidated of him. Yeah, no man, that's the thing. There's so many guys that never really got, in my opinion, never got to showcase just how how talented they were. And like, if the fans knew how talented Ronnie, oh, my God. Like I, I told you before, man, if it was the territory days here in the Maritimes, you would have been the top guy, bro. Oh, I appreciate that. And then not just saying that because we're here together, but I had some great matches and good times with you, man. We just Fuck looked yeah. at each other and fucking went in the ring and had a blast. <laughs> should we talk about that time we got pulled over in Michigan or we should kayfabe that? Oh right, I kind of forgot. But <laughs> K-Fabe? Oh no, it doesn't matter. It's all good. Okay, so me and Ronnie were traveling together. We're on the fake ECW, right? And we just finished eating at Cracker Bell. And I'm driving. And I'm not a very good driver, okay? Let's put that <laughs> right now. So Ronnie's in the passenger seat, <laughs> and we uh we had a little bit of smizzle dizzle, you know, a little bit of the green. That's okay, you know, that's what we do. And then like I pulled out, right? And I, I think I ran her stop sign or did an illegal turn or something. And I'm freaking the fuck. Cause I had just gotten busted like a couple months prior. And don't forget, I'm Canadian. If I get busted again, my ass, you know, okay. right. deported, which happened ultimately. I got deported, but it would happen a lot sooner. And I'm flipping the fuck. I was like, Ronnie, I can't get caught. He's like, chill out, man. So calm. He's chill out, bro. <laughs> Like okay, so thank God you were there to calm me down because one of the coolest, calmest guys there is is Rodney Mac, dude. Soon anyway, as we pulled out, right? Huh? It was soon as we pulled out. As soon as we pulled out, man. Yeah, the lights came. Up. Like Ronnie, you gotta drive. I can't drive. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I think we got some more here. Um, let's see, Mister Krogan, thank you. In 2016. Chuck Colombo saved a woman from a car wreck by lifting a car. Have you guys asked him about it? Do you have any Sean O'Hare stories? No, uh, I just want to say that I sure believe that because Chuck Colombo, yeah, 
he I, I could see him fucking lifting up a, a car to save somebody. He was yeah. that big and that kind of an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sean O'Hare. Uh, other than man, uh, OVW stories. Uh, you know, just I never got, I never went out with Sean because I knew we'd get in trouble. And he used to right. ask every night, Rodney, let's go out. And I'm like, fuck that, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> we're too much the same, and I can't. You're gonna start some shit, and I'm not gonna back down, and we're gonna both be locked up. Exactly. But you know, <laughs> great guy, just he was. That's nothing. the thing about Sean. He loved to fight. Yeah, fuck yeah. He'd start some shit in a heartbeat. And he would start it because he just wants to go and kick the shit out of somebody. And that's the thing. When you go out with the boys, like if one guy starts shit, you got to help out with the boys. So then and then yeah. they both get put in fucking, yeah. Right. And you know, one drink with me, I'm not drunk, but I get loose. It don't take, but I can drink all night. But when you pop open that first, that first cap and it's on, yeah. yeah. And start going, you know, and I'm like, I'm not going anywhere with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna get locked the fuck up. <laughs> right, right. Uh the one here from uh fixed dream. Uh any PN news stories? Oh shit, were you around PN News, Ronnie? I wasn't, man. I, I've met him once or twice, but I was never really around him. I was in England with him. I went after WWF. I did a six month run in England for one of the promoters out there. And so I'm sharing a room with this guy. And uh, that I got in late that night and I fell asleep. Then I wake up and I just turn over and there's this because PNU is about 400 pounds. Yeah. He's just staring at me. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck did I get myself into? Yeah. Yeah. But he was, he was an okay guy. He, uh, I think he is. is Biggest claim to fame was working in Germany. He spent a lot of time in Germany, yeah. But I think he had a lot of problems of like uh, stealing and stuff. I guess he bad with a bad reputation. But uh, I don't know where he's at now. I have no idea. Never heard much on the guy. No. I think we're caught off on super chats, Renee. Are we? Okay. So, Ronnie, I had messaged you. Do you have a commercial or like a YouTube video that promotes your um your school? Yes, um, we we do. It was an older one, but as we speak, and, and tonight at practice, they should have the new one done. Perfect. Because what I want to do, man, is like if it's okay with you, like because we make clips, like talking about different subjects and stuff. What I want to do is clip it right. And then put it to each one of your videos. So, like, we average what, James, two to five thousand hits per video? Uh, yeah, give or take. Yeah, give or take. So that's just a great way to promote your stuff. You know what I mean? Oh uh, man, I appreciate that very much. Yeah, yeah. So going forward, James. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to think. Um, like, like we spoke about uh, quite a lot of things uh, last time, but um, someone we never spoke about. I mean. Um, Vince McMahon. So, what was your dealings like with Vince? I don't know, man. Uh, you know, um, thank God he gave me an opportunity to work for WWF and be a part of it and get my, you know, that brand, my name associated with that brand. But I just feel, you know, I got a raw, I got a raw deal, and and so did Jazz. I mean, sure, Jazz was the woman's champion, but let's be honest with you. I mean, what else were they going to do with her? She, mm. she company and she was she was that but as far as for myself i feel i never got a chance 
to really show them what I could do. And I've never done anything wrong. Uh, you know, I was one of those guys, always first one there, last one to leave type of stuff. Okay. Yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, did anything to ask. I, I didn't have any problems with anybody on the roster. I just don't see why, you know, and, and, and the whole thing about it was, honestly, two weeks, or maybe, maybe I'm exaggerating, maybe let's say a month before they fired us both, Stephanie pulled Jazz and I on the side and told us, and Johnny Ace as well, that we had jobs for life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I heard that too, bro. You know, hey, man, you guys, you guys are, are, are great. Tony Garrio and all the agents used to love love me. And uh, I, like I said, I didn't, I, I didn't have any enemies. And they would all say, Rodney, you're going to have a long, prosperous career here because you do whatever we ask with a smile and the whole nine. And then shit, just one day, bam. Fuck it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I really hold that shit. You know, I hold that grudge to my heart. I really do. I I, I, I hated him for that, and I still don't. You know, feel the same way because that you know that's to me. I was born to do this shit, and I think that I earned my right to be there. Yeah. And for some, you know, if I fucked it up on my own, then boom. So just so be it. I deserve that, but I don't think anybody you know deserves just to be just fucked over like that no but i mean shit you're doing you're still doing it you're still doing what you love you got uh, a great training program and i'll say it before i'll say it again if you guys want to learn the fundamentals on up uh, have a perfect jazz and rodney mac if you're in the texas area uh go see them because you won't you won't uh, regret it trust me no, i've been in the ring with the guy he knows his shit uh, but yeah, man, you're an agent for So, I mean, you're still making a living with what you love to do. I love to do it. And that's what I say. I'm, I'm so thankful that I do have that stamp of being a WWF guy. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. All right. So, you got some more questions that came up. Yeah. Extreme. extreme. <laughs> uh, both Louisiana and Mississippi have the potential to be paradise on earth or face deep economic and social politi uh, political challenges, do you think the issues facing L.A. can be overcome? That's a great question. Yeah, how is Louisiana now, man? Like, I'm, fuck. I'm watching some of these YouTube videos, like, in California. How, holy Christ, man. It's not the same Cali that I used to go to, like, 15 years, 17 years ago. How is Louisiana doing with, like, since the hurricane hit? I think it was New Orleans, right? It was a big was right. Yeah. Uh, they they bounced back uh, yeah. from that, but um, it's still man, it's it's just such a bad area. It's like every so often that it, you know it, it gets flooded real bad down there, and um, yeah. uh, I haven't been back to visit, I guess, in about four to five years. But of course, I still keep up with uh with some of my friends and whatnot. But yeah, uh, each time that that the weather gets really bad, you know, it it, it floods down there pretty much. Of course. Not to the extent of Katrina and and whatnot, but it's it's still pretty rough down in those areas, because you know that Louisiana is considered like a bowl. Right, right, right. It, so yeah. Yes, sir. So, like, um, you're in Texas, and I'm hearing all these things about like the illegal crossings from Mexico and other Southern America. Do you see that? Is that really because I mean you're living in basically a Hispanic town, right? Yeah, Hispanic population. Right, and I do a lot of um, 
Indy work in Laredo, Lubbock, Amarillo, and places like that close to close to the border. And I, I swear, I, I hate. We were just talking about that yesterday. I hate it. I hate going there because it, it's it's so. I mean, it's it's eerie just just driving down those places. You know, yeah, it's cartel. It's cartel country, man. No wow. shit, they're taking over, right? It's even taking over, right? I got to go to my girls to to the girls' school because they go to a predominantly um, Latino school as well, and yeah, it is bad racial. They get racial slurs and and, and comments thrown at them every day, and no yeah, shit. it's it's getting worse. Jesus Christ! So yeah, so because I see like I watch Fox News and stuff, and like people always want to dog Trump for that his border wall, but. I mean, Man, I say that every day, Renee. I, I always say that, you know, I'm not big, big on politics or whatnot. Right. But now everything that man has said has now come to come to light. Right. Yeah, all the stuff that he said about that, that, and, and especially now, like, let's talking about the uh, the border and whatnot. Man, you know, maybe his wall didn't work 100%, but shit. At least he made an effort to put something there, you know what I mean, to right. make work to get over that thing or whatnot. But now they, they, it's like it's a free for all. It's free for all, boom. Yeah. Something called a Title Forty Two that just ended, which made it even easier for people to come across. Yeah, right. It's like, but here's the thing: like I'm all the way up here in Canada with, dude, the fentanyl crisis that's going on. Yes, yes, brother. Right, I'm from small, small town Canada, man, like little bitty town. About five minutes down the road, there was the largest fentanyl bust in my province's history. And the other day, there was over 10 overdoses in a 24-hour uh, period. Okay, wow. I know that might not be a lot compared to like some major oh. cities in the United States and stuff or Canada, but like oh, yeah. it's bad, bro. Right, man. That's bad. It's just like that everywhere now. Everywhere. Yes. And it's like they can put that shit, and they do, put it in anything. I was about to say it's not just in, in I don't know what, what the major thing is, but it's in everything now. It's even on marijuana, in marijuana, yeah. right? So it's so, like nothing like is. They're, they're going to have to start. Uh, Canada's completely legalized marijuana, but they're going to have to start legalizing it completely in the United States too. Right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. exactly, if you're getting it from places you don't know where it comes from or whatnot, it's it's going to be in uh, yeah, that shit. right, man. That's great. Like, yeah, you know where all that uh, it's all coming. I don't know if they're still getting it the the ingredients from China, the the cartels, or they're actually figured out how to make it. Make it own, right? But man, mm-hmm. that's like it's like we're being, uh, you know, you can kill somebody with like a bomb or machine guns, but dude, this is even worse. This is chemical warfare, bro. That's right. That's right. Fuck. Yeah. I think we yeah. had another question, huh? Uh, yep. Uh... Last not bear fan. I always got you and Perry Satin confused for each other. <laughs> Perry. Perry was a good guy, man. Uh, I'm saying he's a great in the ring. I know he had his issues and whatnot. And at one time, uh shit, I know Perry was was he had to watch him. He 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 pretty much shoot on your ass in the ring. Yeah, I never we're talking about tough guys. That was another tough guy. Right? Yes. I, I never had an opportunity to work him. Right. Uh, the times I've been around him, uh, you know, I, I never had an issue with him. But yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him put some 
put something on some people's asses. <laughs> was he still with ECW when you and Jazz were there, or had he already gone? To yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Eliminators. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That was a badass total elimination. That was like that the brother, right? Yeah. Big John Cronus. Yeah. John Cronus. Yeah. That um, was that was a cool fucking finish they had, man. Yes, sir. Got another one from uh, Eddie G. Oh. Uh, got this one as well. Uh, Gonna Dragon, thank you. Uh, looking good, boys. Uh, Rodney, as a trainer, what do you think people breaking into the business underestimate and what should they work on? Man, um, catch, just catch wrestling, learning how to call it in the ring. That's my biggest thing, you know, teaching them real wrestling. I teach my guys how to real I Fortunately, I was, you know, wrestled in high school and elementary and so the Greco-Roman style, and I teach them that. And then I teach them how to work that. And from that, they can go into spots and learn all the other flying shit on their own. But my main thing is to teach them groundwork, the fundamentals of really knowing how to wrestle, you know. And, uh, and that's, I think that's a loss. That's a loss. Being able to, and that's the thing that people talk about calling it in the ring. If you know how to wrestle, there's nothing to call. You're right. Mm. What I'm saying, we just go in there and we can we can play, we can wrestle. Yeah. And uh and that yeah, I teach my guys to wrestle in two spots. Yeah. You know what's that what Rip Rogers always uh, always say? I want you guys to be overly prepared. Yes, sir. That's right. and that's what I do, my guys. I teach them like if we're going into the fucking Olympics next month. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Well, you're gonna learn that. When, when you start climbing the ladder and get to different levels, number one, people are going to try your ass. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, the that's the thing. Like, if you're going to be a doctor, you can't start with open-heart surgery. You got to learn how to, like, you know, take a person's blood pressure and draw blood, and you got to, you know, it's like anything else. That's right, man. That's it. Okay, yeah. we got some more. Is that fixed? Uh, yep. Oh, Eddie G. Uh, Eddie G. Rodney, did you get any advice from Ron Simmons? Yes, I'll never forget. Keep it real, man. Keep it real. <laughs> I questioned one day, the first day I met him, and he just looked at it, he balled his fists up, I swear to God, and he goes, keep it real, man. And I didn't ask no more questions. <laughs> well, you got to do the voice. Keep it, keep it real, man. Yeah. That voice of his, man, there's no... <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't uh, mistake right. him for anybody else. No. When, when he speaks, it's like the ground shakes. Right? Yeah. Like, he demands attention. Yeah. <laughs> but deep down, he was, man, I, great was guy. last time I seen him. I, yeah, great guy. Last time I seen him, we were in Newfoundland, Canada for an indie show. And we sat and talked, and it's like, man, like when you talk with one of those old veterans, you kind of miss being there because there were a lot of cool guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. He was one of them, man. Yeah, and you just want to sit there and listen to him talk all day long, man. Yeah. Good yeah. uh, fixed stream, Bob. Um, a follow-up training question. What do you think of using the back break as a finishing maneuver? He asks this with every guest. Every guest, the back rake. Hey, oh, the back rake. Oh, my God, right? Does hey. anybody do that anymore? I swear to God, some guy gave me the back rake just the other day in the Battle Royal. <laughs> right. 
And Did I just, you take I, it and throw yourself out? Oh, I sold it like a son bitch. Dreamer, <laughs> Dreamer was in the in the in the in the, in the battle royal with me. Wow, where was this? Um, in Lubbock, Texas. Nice, Lufkin, Texas. Shit, so you're you're still getting out there and working steady. Independence is pretty good still, yeah. Yeah, um, the beyond, yeah, it's you know in Texas, man, because Texas is so big. There's yeah. so, um. Their shows actually Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sunday, and they pay pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been fortunate to where I've been doing. That's all I do. So they've they've been pretty good to me. That's so cool, man. Yep. Shit, that's so cool, man. I wish I could get a uh, work permit, man. Because I I had moved to Houston, man. And it's like, fuck. Sometimes I wish I was still there. I really like Texas. Yeah, Whataburger, yeah. and uh, yeah. uh, what, what's that? Because I always had to get cowboy boots. What was it? Cavender's Boot City. Hello, we got going out for some reason. James, is uh, that your headphones? I don't think so. Try unplugging your headphones. Is it you, Ronnie? Hey, Scott, something. Bring me a, uh, a charger. Charger. Are we all good? No, it's not me. Not me? Let me see. Uh, I'm hoping I can fix this. If it is me. Yes, yes. You hear me? We can hear you, but it's like muffled. Quick, baby. Now he's frozen. Oh, shit. We lost him. Well, let's just wait a couple seconds. Hopefully, we can get him back. James, right, are you I'm there? I'm just trying to connect my headphones. The, the volume is low on the um, on my phone for some reason. Okay. Static standby. Yes, it is. Can you hear me? I can hear you good, yeah. Well, hopefully you can come back on. Let's wait for a couple of minutes and uh, keep going. Yeah, Ronnie's always great to talk to, man. Yeah, my phone, my phone volume is really low for some reason. Okay. I'm going to try messaging him and see if uh, yeah, get back on. Other than that, is there any news we want to talk about in the meantime? Um, I think something just popped up on my phone that Triple H is going to hold a meeting with the talent before SmackDown starts. Tonight? Yeah, like SmackDown's on tonight. So I've just popped up on my phone that he's, apparently he's going to hold like a meeting with the talent and okay. talk about what's happening. And um, it also came out that uh, Triple H and Stephanie was against the sale of WWE. They were? Yeah. Is, I think Stephanie's think in hospital why, at the think, minute. Do you think that's why Stephanie fucking said fuck it and walked out? Uh, probably. I just saw a picture today. She's actually in um hospital, something with a leg. Yeah, ankle surgery. 
So okay, so they so they were against it, and well, that's probably a reason why Stephanie just walked out. And she's got plenty of money. What about Hunter? Is he going to stay around in creative, or do you think Vince is going to take that over um, too? If you're Hunter Triple H, you you don't want to leave, do you? Well, no, it's like, like we were just saying, once it's in your blood, you can't. Yeah. Say what you I'm will about, what... Uh, say what you will about Hunter. He loves the business. I was about to say that. Yeah, he loves it. He loves it. Uh, we got Fixed Dream Bob here just sent a question. And for all those that sent a question, uh, we'll try to get Rodney back on. He seems like he's having technical difficulties, but. Yeah, there's some questions for Rodney. Hopefully he's um, back on. So, um We'll see, but uh, I'll just see if there's any questions uh, for you going down. Um, there we go. I just want to say, fat, I get how tedious it must be for Renee to put on and off the sunglasses. I really genuinely appreciate it. <laughs> Anything for you, Bob. You're the man. Well, I don't know. Hey, aren't they having the 30th anniversary show pretty soon? Uh, yeah, uh Monday it's going to be, so um, it's weird. I don't feel like it's been promoted enough, like on social media or things like that. I just heard about it today. Yeah, it's, you would think it'd be a big deal, like 30th anniversary. You'd think they'll make a big deal. I don't know if any of the legends is coming for it. I've got no idea. Uh, I, I can honestly say I don't really watch Raw and SmackDown that much. Me and Jonah, we're going to do the watch along for the Rumble. Oh, okay. Uh, we are going to do that, but the reason I don't really watch Raw or SmackDown is because, and I've always said, WWE's productions can't be beat, and you watch the pay-per-view, and it'll tell you what's happened the last few weeks. So, right. That's yeah. There's no... I forgot who said it, but I feel like there's no cliffhangers left like in, w, in like Raw or SmackDown, and there's no need to watch them, because you genuinely ain't missing anything. Like, I love the pay-per-views, and they always deliver on the pay-per-views. But as for the weekly shows, you don't need to watch them. True. Yeah. I remember. Well, is, so do we have to send Ronnie another link, or can he click on the same one and come back on? Yeah, uh, should be able to click on that one, what you sent okay. earlier. Okay, well, I'm just going to message him. Just Yeah. I can't get my... Headphones connected either. I don't know what's happened. But, um, yeah, besides that, though, uh, all been quiet. Um, potential of the cans buying WWE. Uh, nah, that's a bunch of bullshit, dude. I mean, they don't know what to do with Ring of Honor. So, could you imagine if they had WWE? Yeah, they couldn't get a TV deal for Ring of Honor, right? It's just going to be like, yeah. Some type of- streaming thing we got a message from travis bird jr over here uh, yeah yeah um, premium live event not paper not pay-per-view oh no it's brett Hyde and renee's top five heroes being canadian fine wrestling definitely yep. top five, yeah. definitely top five yeah, yeah. there was a, a because we toured together in Europe, right? And there was a part in time where I was serious depression, like suicidal. And uh, wow. 
Yeah, yeah. It was really bad years a few years ago. And he actually called me on the phone and we talked for about a good hour. So I, I know you're a super fan. Imagine having a call from Bret Hart and having a heart to heart with Bret Hart for yeah. an hour. For me, that was the coolest thing in the world, you know. So Yeah, he's def he's definitely my dream guest. I don't know if it's ever gonna happen, but he's definitely me. Me, he's me bucket list. He's definitely me number one. Um, so you never know; it might happen one day. But I don't know we'll just have to see how it goes. But he's definitely me. Uh, it would have to be like a ten-hour podcast. <laughs> I would have so podcast. many things to ask him. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, so, Ronnie's not coming back on. Let's just uh, let's just take fan questions and stuff. If anybody has any for a little bit, and then uh, just call it yeah. night. But uh, we'll go back into the super chats. What's for Rodney? We'll see if we can answer him so that people get their money to wear. I've just seen that one. James, aside from fatherhood, what's been the most challenging thing you've personally gone through? Uh, running Cafe de Rene. <laughs> Dealing with Rene Dupree. Yes. Uh, oh, I don't know. Life in general, it's uh, it ain't easy, folks. It really isn't. So, um, but. You just deal with it. You can't just run away from it. You just, if you get presented a challenge, and I've had a few, try, right, just knuckle down, just get through it the best way you can. Hope for the best. You're talking about fatherhood? Um, or the fatherhood. Fatherhood's probably the toughest, easily. Um, I love it. I love being a father. I love my boys. Um, but, I mean, you know me now, like, especially with my youngest, like, what I've what me and my wife went through last year with our youngest going to hospital, uh, especially the first time, that's scariest time of my life, easily. Um, but yeah, it's tough. It's making sure you know you're teaching your kids right from wrong. It's making sure they're doing good in school, uh, make sure they're not getting bullied and things like that. And uh, it, it's a challenge, but I welcome it. And like I said, I'm happy. I'm family man and yeah uh it's great um so yeah question for rodney it was how it was being paired up with cena uh do you remember that renee well we had just talked about it when you first came on i think you really enjoyed doing it you know right and uh well shit you're on prime time television and you're in there with and I think everybody knew that Cena was... Well, hold on. The story goes that Cena was on the chopping block, right? Yes. But I didn't see that at all. I think that might be a bullshit just to make his story like... Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I saw the interaction when I first got there with uh, Cena and uh, Vince. I don't think he was going to... But I, I know Hunter didn't like him. Hunter was jealous of him. That's what it was. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, definitely liked them. That's all that mattered. <laughs> Love to play with boys. <laughs> when we get Kat back, we'll get him back. We're gonna have to talk to him about that promo. <laughs> right, right. Uh, did Rodney have any dealings with the the doof? The doof, baby. I don't know if Rodney can come back on. He, man, I think his computer's out. So yeah. Um. Uh, I'll just. Bring these up anyway. Uh, okay, he just sent the message. He just sent the message, so maybe. Uh, All right. Just, oh, I'm gonna go write him. 
the same link and hop back on. That's uh, question from Zachary, but I'm going to turn it a little bit. Um, like you've told me and you've told everyone who, which work has blown you the way uh, the most. Which wrestler, when you joined WWE, surprised you of how good of a worker they was like you? You wouldn't have expected it to be. That's a good question. That's a really good, like, cool, yeah. In the WWE, obviously, that's what he's asking about, right? Yeah. I don't know. Because pretty much everybody played to their strengths, right? And everybody's trying, because you're so scared about getting released that everybody works their asses off trying not to get released, right? So, but I think Devon Dudley. Right. Because he actually knew how to wrestle. Yeah, yeah. Because they had their little, like, routine that they did, and it worked, so you usually stick better. But he actually knows how to really wrestle. Arm drags, takeovers, you know. Because he was trained in uh, Brooklyn with Rodney uh, uh, Joe. Uh, what the hell's the guy's name? Joey Rod Johnny Rods. Yeah, that's right, Johnny Rods. Yeah, and I know a lot of guys. Like we had Masa Slamovich on here. She was she's a she works with Impact every now and then. She trained with Johnny Rods, and she's another really good. And another we had Masada Masada on here, right? The hardcore guy. He actually, yeah yeah he actually knows how to wrestle too. Really good, but. The blood and guts is what works for him, and you know what I mean. So, yeah. Um, just trying to uh, see some of these. Uh, hopefully, we get uh, Rodney back. But if not, I'll just uh, ask these uh, opinions on Vampiro. Um, go back and watch his WCW stuff. He's actually a really good wrestler. I was a fan. Very good wrestler. A lot of, even though he worked in Mexico with the Lucha, you can tell his style is very Japanese hmm. uh, influenced. If you watch his Canadian stuff. boy, isn't he? He is Thunder Bay, Ontario. Yeah, met him, uh, met him in the airport in Toronto, and uh, big guy too, really big. Yeah, very six three. When I saw him, he was. Popped up, man. He looked about 250, 260. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. Like, uh, if he would have... If he would have been in the WWE, I could see him getting over. Yeah, he's one of few wrestlers that's never went to WWE. He's been everywhere but WWE. Yeah. And, I mean, he made a name. I mean, we're talking about him now, so is everybody else. So, does that tell Mm. you? Yeah. But uh, it's like when we had Rodney on here, man, he's still working full time and still making a great living with wrestling. Yeah. So. And uh, him and Jericho don't get along. <clears throat> a lot of people don't get along with Jericho, dude. Uh, love to play. Uh, question for both. Favorite promo of all time. 
we just uh, you would be surprised about like they gave Tate along uh Rodney Tate along as a manager. You should listen to, to Rodney's promos in OVW. Mm. Dude, fucking badass. And he had you know he's got that Louisiana accent, right? And uh man, like he didn't like I mean Teddy's great and all, but he didn't need Teddy. He could do it on his own, dude. But my favorite promo of all time, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what my favorite promo. I've actually four about it, and I'm a big fan of promos. Um, don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll get some other questions, but I'm gonna have a long think about that one because that is a good question. Um, HPK's Lazy Life, welcome. Uh, Renee, who is your favorite match and dream match you wish you could have had with a wrestler from any Golden to Thunderdome era? Thunderdome. Buddy Rogers. It's your boy, Buddy Rogers. Macho Man, Randy Savage, Bret Hart, Kurt Henning. Uh, Shawn Michaels never got to work with him. I like to work with Hunter, too. Yeah. Shame it never happened. Right now on TV, right now, who's the Roman Reigns is their top guy, right? Hmm. Yeah. Tanahashi, Okada. Yeah. Um, let's see, Zachary Foster, thank you again. Uh, I remember seeing Robert Roode at Denny's once with multiple plates of food. Who in the business had the craziest appetite? Any promotion? Me. Yeah. Uh, who else could eat like a motherfucker? Ryback, Caved. Who? Ryback. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I heard he ate a lot of food too. Nine, ten meals a day. He said he was spending five hundred. Like people think, oh no way, five hundred dollars a day on food. Yeah, I believe it because I was spending some days two or three hundred dollars a day on food. Was that my biggest? Yeah. yeah. People think it's just uh, chemicals and PEDs. No, man, you got to eat. You want to be big, you got to eat. And food on the road is expensive when you eat at restaurants, man. Especially the way we, because we don't eat like uh, a triple cheese uh, three times a day at Wendy's, you know, super value meal. We got to eat the chicken breasts and the sweet potatoes and the side of broccoli and 15 egg whites and big bowl of oatmeal and dry toast and pot of coffee. It gets expensive, man. Right. Well, I think we're uh, caught up, Renee. So. I, think, I don't know. I don't think Ronnie's coming back on, which sucks. But yeah, uh, it's going good. Back as well. to Bobby Roode, Robert Roode. Yeah, you know, me and Ro uh, Bobby started out together here in the Maritimes. He worked for my dad, right? Yeah, like remember I told you when I was fifteen, we did one hundred and twenty-eight days in a row. Well, he was a part of that tour, ninety-nine. Right. Yeah, he was trained by Val, but we consider him out here as a maritime boy because, I mean, you got all his experience. And you know how great a wrestler Bobby Root is. Yeah, Bobby's he's got it, man. And What's happened to him? Is he not on TV? Or did he get I surgery? I think he's injured. Was it a neck surgery? I'm not sure, but he's been injured for a while. Like, before he was injured, he was um, tagging with Dove Sigler. They've been tagging for a couple of years. Right. And... Uh, They've held the tag belts, uh, I think, a couple of times. But um, 
he's had a career in WWE, you know, he's been on TV, he's been paid, but uh, yeah, someone's just wrote neck and shoulder and neck fusion surgery. Oh, fuck. And so, Bobby uh, Bobby's closer to 50 now. Yeah. Oh. But, um, old man Vince coming back, there's going to be some of those mass releases coming soon. Right? Yeah. That was that was always tension in the locker room, man. Anytime, like after WrestleMania, they had those annual like spring cleaning, they said, you know, and they released 10, 12, 15 guys at a time. Uh oh well. What are you about to say? No, um I was saying he's he's had an okay career in WWE, but I think a lot of people think he's been wasted because a lot of people saw him as like, you know, main event heel. Because uh, that's what he was in TNA, and um, he was a great heel and a great promo, like there. But and everyone, and even in NXT, he was like the top heel, and he was the champion for like a long time. But move up to the mid card, they put him as a baby face for some reason, and um, yeah, he's just never achieved the heights people thought he would. But like I said, when he's not injured, he's been on TV, and you know, so. How was his reaction to the crowd? Sorry? How was his how was his reaction with the crowd? Yeah, the fans love him. Yeah. And he had the theme song, uh, Glorious, and the fans all sung to it. Um I know that's probably why Finn's turned him as a baby face. He's like, oh, the fans are singing this song. You can still be a heel. Um but the fans like him, and there was a point in the rumble a couple of years ago where him and AJ Styles was in the ring and the fans were chanting TNA, TNA. And I'm watching it. I'm like, in an ideal world, this should be a main event program in WWE as well because uh, they they work so well with each other. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know why. Um, it'd be interesting if he comes back and if Triple H is still in charge because Triple H is his biggest supporter. So... Um. If Triple H is still in charge when he comes back from injury, you never know. There might be the potential to be like, right, I see this guy. I know he's he's early 40s now, is he? No, he's closer to 50. Yeah. yeah. So it might be a little bit late for him, but you don't know that you might give him a one-year run. When I was 15, he was 22 or 23. So he's six or seven years older than me. So he'd be like 45, 46 now. Yeah. But it's kind of cool that they still keep guys in their mid to late 40s employed, right? Because I remember when I was there, man, like if anything past 35, 36, yeah. once you were 40, it was lucky if you could keep a job, right? But uh, Root is 47 in May. Yeah, it's 46 now, 47 in May. So, but can't deny he would make a great agent, Bobby. There's got to be a, yeah, there's got to be. As big as that company is now, there's got to be a position for him doing anything. He's that good. So, but uh, I don't think. Sorry for uh, Rodney not showing up. I guess he's having technical difficulties. Uh, anything we got to announce, or you want to plug before we uh, sign off? Yeah, I'm trying to connect me headphones. I can't hear a thing. Um, I, this is flashbacks to when you first started podcasting, when I could see half your face. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, um, we got Monday's episode. It should be me, you, and Jonah. 
catch up on the latest news over the weekend. Uh, I'm sure we'll get Jonah to get some videos ready. Uh, hopefully he's worked out the sound as well by then. And uh, yeah, next Thursday we've got uh, Chris Bavone, aka Kalen Croft. Um, that'll be like you said, you haven't spoke to him in like 15, 16 years. Yeah, can't wait. Wow, I'm really looking forward to that. A lot of catching up to do, and uh, fingers crossed we might be getting like another guest on with him. So uh, we're just waiting to hear back. Um, but yeah, we've got him. The following week we've got Matt Morgan. So uh, it's great to have Matt. I always have a great time. We both love talking to Matt, so uh, definitely one of our favourite people. And um, got a guest lined up for the third. We'll wait to a little bit closer till then to announce it. I'm working on the big one. And, uh, yeah, we're just uh, trying to put out some good content for everyone, and hopefully you've been enjoying it. Uh, we're getting close to the 15K. We're about we're at 14.7, so we're getting there. We're about 250 offs. We're nearly oh, at right. 15, 000, which means we're closer to 25,000, which means drinks with Dupree, which is going to be a highlight for me and everyone because it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Okay, everyone. I want to thank you. We'll see you Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Good night. Au revoir. Bonsoir. Bye-bye.